So what's the main narrative you hear from the West or you've heard from the West pre-war, at least about Russia for years and years and years, whether it's in Hollywood, CIA produced movies, whether it's Democratic politicians, Republican politicians too, whether it is uh, Western mainstream media outlets, Putin is a tyrant. Putin, he finds uh, appropriate exits for anyone who challenges him. They get put in prison, locked away in Siberia, or they get shoved out of a window. These are, you know, it's like, this is always, and I'm not saying that Putin hasn't done that. I can almost guarantee you that Putin has definitely probably killed many men himself, okay? I, I can almost, because if you watch Oliver Stone's, you know, it's a six-part uh, HBO series, I believe, the Putin interviews. Oliver Stone went to Russia several times over a course of several years, and uh, he, he interviewed P Putin, did a lot of really cool things with him, played ice hockey, watch how to, how to Love the Bomb, whatever that movie is. Uh, he, he, so Dr. Strangelove. So he did, he did a lot of really cool things with him, but I remember there's this one, I think it was episode three. He was sitting down with Putin at this round table in the Kremlin, and he asked Putin, he's like, so, uh, some, something to the effect of, so, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of people who, uh, want you dead, you know, Fidel Castro, I don't think you've beaten his record yet, but Fidel Castro, you know, there was X many, I think it was like 100, 200, maybe 300 assassins. No, I think it was like a hundred plus 120 assassination attempts on Fidel Castro and Fidel Castro always, you know, he got out of them. He, he was never killed. One of my favorite Fidel Castro's one of my favorite Fidel Castro assassination stories. They did try to once Fidel Castro liked to dive off the coast of Cuba. And one one assassination attempt that they that they um that the US made out was they had like uh oysters or something at the bottom of the ocean that they planted and they had like bombs in them. And I don't know if this was just a plan or something they actually did, but the theory was Fidel would go down, he'd be looking for like oysters, he'd be like, oh my god, that's a huge one, he'd go to open it, and it would explode in his face while he's underwater. There was the other one where they sent a journalist, like a, a reporter from, I think it was like ABC or something, they sent this uh, blonde ABC reporter, PBS, it was some mainstream media outlet, to go interview Fidel Castro. And she was supposed to like seduce him, be like, Fidel, like, let's go out to dinner after the interview. And she was supposed to like slip poison in his drink or something. And he looked at her and he was like, you know, uh, I know why you're here. I have my own intelligence services. I know why you're here. I know why we're out to dinner. And he, you know, he didn't do anything to her. He, neg he negated the threat. He neutralized the threat. But then he actually seduced her. And then they ended up fucking. So I always think that stuff. So it's like that, that dude, like him or not respect what he did for cuba or not which i have many criticisms about uh you know the leadership in cuba definitely today more so than under his leadership but also under his leadership um you you can't discount him for the revolution they led which was just incredible you know i went and toured all the military uh barracks and fortresses some of the finest fortresses on the face of the earth like built by the french um these these were seemingly impenetrable and the way that they went about their revolution it was just so inspiring and also you can't you can't discredit from him for 
all the ways he got out of those assassination attempts. But anyways, Che was not as fortunate. Um, anyways, uh, Putin was asked this question, you know, Fidel had this many assassination attempts and uh, you probably had a fair share yourself. And he said, he said, I deal with all of my, all of my security concerns on my own. Everyone understands that if, uh, you know, anyone tries to, he didn't say this in particular, I'm paraphrasing. He said something to the effect of like, if there is any security threat, uh, I deal with it myself. I will be the one who deals with it. I don't need people around me. I am the one who will deal with it. Cold and chilling response, response, no doubt. I mean, all I can imagine, it's just like in my head, what I imagined when he said that, I was just thinking about like all of these senior like Russian officials and and there's a guy being like charged for treason or something and he he tried to backstab Putin in a, in a very nefarious way, like a treason, truly treasonous manner, tried to assassinate him, tried to do something terrible. And, you know, Putin's had very big disagreements. Look at, look at, look at uh, Medvedev in Libya. Putin said that that was one of the biggest mistakes, you know, any Russian leader made that, Medve that Gaddafi would still be alive if he had been president when Medvedev was. And um, so he, it's not like in the Western press how they make it out. Putin just kills for fun. If that was the case, he, he definitely would have killed Medvedev. Um, not while he's president, but thereafter. But anyways, um, all I can imagine is like just he, Putin's like, all right, everybody come here. And like he walks them all out and then he lists the crimes of the guy and then shoots him himself like that. That's kind of what I imagine he probably does that. I mean, again, like it or not, it's just uh, it's a clear and concise and uh, very bold way of dealing with your problems and making sure that they don't come up again. But anyways. um. I, I, the reason why I tell that story is because um, Putin today, he, he was speaking at the Eastern Economic Forum in Vladivostok. And there was many things that Putin said in this, uh, in this gathering, and we're going to go over some of them. But one thing I really found more true than anything else was what he said about Donald Trump, because for all the criticisms that are that are thrown his way, that are lobbed his way, Navalny, oh my gosh, you throw people out of windows, you know. Look at what's happening in the U.S. They're throwing, they're throwing boulders in a glass home, you know. Listen to this. Listen to what uh, Putin had to say about the persecution of Donald Trump. As for the prosecution of Trump, for us, what is... Uh, happening in today's conditions, in my opinion, is good. Why? Because it shows the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. Everything that is happening with Donald Trump is the persecution of a political rival for political reasons. That's what it is. And this is being done in front of the U.S. public and the whole world. They simply expose their internal problems. But now, I, I, I've heard Putin speak a lot of facts, say a lot of very true things, but I, uh, that, one really, that one really hits home because, I mean, you, you guys know I have my criticisms, criticisms of Trump. I'm not a Trump dick writer. I love the MAGA movement, but uh, I've got very big criticisms of Trump. But 
You like Trump, you hate him. You have to understand what's happening to him right now. It's a deep state attack on Trump. They're trying to lock him away and kill him. Make sure he can't run for president. They're now thinking about charging him with insurrection, which will prevent him from actually being on any ballot. You have to understand what's happening. He posed the smallest fraction of a threat to the deep state in his first term. He, he put many of these people in his administration. Well, the, the RNC did. But you could say by default, he did. You know, you get into the presidency, you have thousands of positions to fill. He's not a DC guy. He relied on the RNC to staff these positions. That's why you got people like Pompeo, Bolton, so on and so forth in the administration in high up positions. But, you know, he posed such a small threat to the, to the deep state, but a threat nonetheless. And this is what they're doing to him. Putin defends him. Trump charges are political persecution. The numerous criminal charges against former U.S. President Donald Trump amount to persecution and showcase the rot in the American political system. Russian President Vladimir Putin has stated, the U.S. in its current state cannot claim the right to teach others democracy, the Russian leader said on Tuesday. The things that are happening to Trump are persecution of a political competitor. That is what it is, okay, and exposes Washington for what it is. The U.S. demonstrates what they called in Soviet times the bestial scowl of imperialism. Trump was accused of having a special relation with Russia, Russia, which is total nonsense and bullshit. But he was the president who introduced the most sanctions against Russia. He did. He did. And he tried to warn Germany not to entertain. He tried to warn uh, Merkel not to entertain the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, Donald Trump was a, a I, I, I don't want to call him necessarily hawkish towards Russia. I don't think that's the right term because Joe Biden is hawkish towards Russia. But Donald Trump was not a bitch of Russia. He was not a Putin, you know, ally per se, as so many claim that he was. But I think Donald Trump for all of the negative influence that he had in his ear, his goal with Russia, with China, you know, in China, they call Trump, they call him Comrade Trump. Did you know that? That's why George Soros hates Trump. George Soros says China is the number one threat to open societies. In China, they call Trump Comrade Trump. The hardline communists, the hardline like Chinese nationalists, they call him Comrade Trump. It's like an ongoing joke on, uh, on, um, What's the Chinese like YouTube? Is it? Uh, I forget what it's called, but that's what they call him because Donald Trump's sanction policies and the economic war, the, the, the tariff war, I should say, that actually benefited the Chinese hardliners. It benefited the communists. And uh, I think Trump truly saw his position in the presidency as to be chief executive officer. I'm not the first person to say that. I know. But when you look at it through a foreign policy standpoint, it makes all the more sense, okay? He doesn't want war, but he wants rigorous competition. It's not how I would lead if I was president of the United States. I think we, as a nation, should go back to the ideology of Henry Carey, Abraham Lincoln's economic advisor, who focused on win-win cooperation with other countries to build up the world. But I don't think that Donald Trump's method of rigorous and strong competition 
is necessarily bad. I don't I it's definitely not as bad as all out warfare, like what Joe Biden's doing or threatening war with Taiwan and stuff like that with China. You know, it's it's nowhere. It's nowhere near that bad. And I, I don't know if you can really categorize it as definitively a bad thing either. I just think it's not the right approach. But um, it is true. You know, he he was uh, he was not he was not a Putin puppet, as they say. Now. Putin went on in this speech to also make other, uh, you know, he, he highlighted other hypocrisies from the West, one of which was Russia's relation with Africa. The West is getting very upset right now about all these anti-neocolonial coups happening in, in the Sahel region and now spreading to countries like Gabon further southeast. And uh, Putin brought up some other interesting points regarding that. You know, the, the West is so upset right now. France, the Dutch, the United States, they're so upset about all these coups in Africa and that Africa's turning towards Russia. In Africa right now, where these, these coups are taking place and in countries where the coups have not taken place, they're literally running out of the, the fabric colors of red, blue, and white because of how many Russian flags they're making. What they're doing now is they're cutting up the French flags that were already in the country and they're rearranging them to make them into Russian flags, okay? Because so many people want to buy and wave the Russian flag in Africa. Now, Putin came out today and said, Africa will never forget that the West caged its children. Russian President Vladimir Putin remarked on Tuesday that African nations will always remember the dark chapter of Western colonial oppression when European powers traffic children from the continent and put them on display in cages. Putin also claims that the same countries are trying to push their former dominions into indentured servitude. Speaking at the plenary session of the Eastern Economic Forum in Vladivostok, the Russian leader predicted it would not be too difficult for Russia to restore relations with Africa to the level of the Soviet era. Okay, Putin noted these countries remember not only Soviet aid, but also Western ruthlessness. As late as 1957, people from Africa were taken to Europe in cages. You can't watch that without tears. Children sitting in cages displayed for everyone to see, Putin recalled. No one in Africa will forget that. I agree. Putin also made some uh, very interesting points regarding the, you know, we've covered this extensively, but how Russia is working further to build ties with Africa. Russia working on visa-free travel to more African nations, incredibly based, and Africa benefiting from ties with Russia. The continent wants to see more Russian businesses invest. An African expert has said, Percy Morapedi Koji, vice president of the African Economic Leadership Council, Emphasize Russia's significant role as a key partner, facilitating trade, investments, and cooperation across various sectors on the continent in an interview with RIA Novosi on the sidelines of the Eastern Economic Forum. Russia is one of those countries that we're looking to build even closer relationships with. The increase of cooperation in everything from trade to tourism will help attract more Russian entrepreneurs to South Africa. We'd like to see more Russian companies in South Africa and vice versa. So there you have it. Putin calling out the Western hypocrisy that's on full display. Everyone sees it, everyone talks about it. But it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing for Putin to call it out on one of the highest stages in the world. Thanks for watching that episode of The Dive. If you enjoyed what you saw, be sure to drop a like, subscribe, comment below, and be sure to share this video with your friends. Also, my YouTube channel has now been permanently demonetized 
by YouTube because of the truth that we tell here. For that reason, I'm asking you to join as a supporter on my Locals community, which you can find linked below in the description of this video or in the comment section. Thanks for watching. Thank you for your support. I'll see you back here next time.